0: Hi, welcome to the Tech Bytes podcast series brought to you by Tech Canvas. This is going to be a weekly series and we'll have interviews, concept discussions and certification preparation strategies on IABA and PMI certifications like CBAP, CCBA, ECBA, Agile and PMP. In this episode, I'm going to talk to Anusha Mohan about PMP exam changes from January 2021, affected by PMI. During the talk, she also outlined a 10-step approach for the PMP preparation. In the second part of this episode, I'm going to talk about choosing between CCBA and CBAP, two of the most respected business analysis certifications. So let's get started. Hello, good morning, good evening, everyone. So today I have Anusha Mohan with me who is a PMP-certified professional and currently she is working as a project manager. I'm going to talk to her about the new structure of PMP certification, which is now in place from 2021. Hi, Anusha. How are you doing?
1: Hello, Bishik. I'm doing good.
0: So let's get started. Uh, Why don't you start by telling us about yourself?
1: All right. Thank you. So to start with, Pinup, uh, you know, I am a project manager with more than five years of experience in the areas of IT project management. I have completed my BTEC in 2015 and uh, it was in computer science. And since then, till date, I've been working as a project manager. Uh, you know though i was a, a technical uh, person and shifted to a project management uh, you know background all of a sudden right after the college so it it was a great experience uh, you know i have been an in, uh, individual contributor in the team uh, in the organization and uh, i i have recently uh, uh, done my pmp in uh, 2020 and uh, you know uh, I am also the contributor and guide for the PMP aspirants within the organization. I have also completed my CAPM and ITIL, clubbed with PMP, you uh, know, in, in these years. And uh, since then, I have been working with folks in the team and in the organization, helping them with PMP, CAPM, and all kinds of certifications.
0: Great. So, yeah. as all of us are aware that uh, PMI has made the uh, changes in the PMI exam pattern and the syllabus. Mm -hmm. So would you uh, tell us about the uh, changes and why the changes happen? Uh, What is the possible reason behind making the change?
1: Yep. Sure. So see, the exam has changed because our jobs as project managers have changed. So every three or five years, PMI conducts research to understand how the profession has progressed, the impact of the trends, the emerging trends, and how the responsibilities of project managers have changed in this due course. So the last round of this research was conducted in 2015, and that resulted in the current PMP exam content outline the SMEs, the subject matter experts from leading organizations around the world have worked with PMI to define the PMP of the future. So the result of the research uh, was the publication of a new PMP exam outline in June, 2019 and on uh, 2nd January, 2021. And the new outline has led to an updated PMP exam.
0: Okay, so just for the uh, benefit of the audience, Mm-hmm. How do you describe the key changes or the fundamental changes in the PMP content outline?
1: All right. So the new PMP exam, the pattern has been affected from uh, January 2, and it is based on three domains. One is people, the second one is process, and the third one is business environment. Wherein the old PMP exam was based on five domains, which was the five phases as well of the project, that is initiation, planning, execution, monitoring and control, and closing. So here, the people domain carries 42% of questions. The process domain carries 50% of the questions, and the business environment domain has a lesser share of 8% questions. So nearly 50% of the exam questions in the new PMP exam is from agile and hybrid methodologies. Now for the aspirants, I would, uh, you know, I would suggest them a 10-step approach. So the 10 step here would be the first step will be create a study schedule and stick to it. This is a very important factor. You have to be on schedule and you have to stick to it. Second is master the PMBOK. Even if it is long and tedious, which I totally understand, but there is no running away. I myself have, uh, you know, uh, have completed PIMBOK for, I think, four times before the exam. Third step is take official courses from PMI through registered education providers. The fourth step would be uh, practice exercises. So most of the questions are scenario based. So just reading PIMBOK alone is not going to be helpful here. So you have to practice questions based on the scenarios. The fifth step would be memorize important formulas, which is, again, a go-to thing. Just maybe write a formula on a paper and stick it somewhere in the room and go through it every day. The sixth step would be consult and collaborate with colleagues, peers who have cleared PMP. You know, asking for their uh, journey, how it have it have been and, uh, you know, how you have to go through the PMP syllabus. So peers will be helpful in this case. Uh, The seventh step would be take written test simulations. You know, we have different uh, organization which provides test simulators. So the, the aspirant has to go through that as well. The eighth step is subscribe as a PMI member because you will get an updates from PMI. The ninth step would be keep yourself updated with the latest information related to PMP from PMI. And the 10th step, take your PMP test early in the day because your body and mind are fresh at that time. So these are the 10 steps uh, or 10 step approach, which our aspirant has to follow to clear the exam.
0: So that was pretty good. So I think uh, people will find it pretty useful. Just the last question about the exam format. So Mm -hmm. with the change in the syllabus, is there any change in the exam format as well? And related question, will it be more complex or has it become more complex or it is likely to be similar in complex?
1: All right. So the modification to the exam format may appear insignificant, but understanding how your knowledge and experience will be tested is key to your PMP exam preparation. So The previous version of the exam consisted of 200 multiple questions that covered the five domains of project management. The PMP exam questions were formula-based or situational or knowledge-based. The new PMP version contains 180 questions which are uh, updated into three domains and that will be a combination of multiple choice, multiple response, matching, hotspot and fill-in-the-backs. So, to accurately test the agility and soft skill of candidates, the new PMP exam will have more scenario-based questions. That includes the animation to best test the agility and soft skills of candidate. And yes, the new PMP exam is bigger now. The change has brought around 70% of the previous exam outline within domain two, which is process, and the other two domains, which is people and business environment. So half of the questions on the new exam is all about agile and hybrid approaches. Therefore, you must have both knowledge and experience of what it's like to work in these environment. The new PMP exam, it is definitely harder as well as it has many new topics and methods that have been added to the exam. So, you know, an, an aspirant should have an in-depth exam preparation before he or she, uh, you know, wants to go for a PMP exam.
0: Great. So that that is uh, uh, that was the last question from my side. Thank you so much, Anusha. I think it was a pleasure talking to you. And I hope all the people who are listening to us today may have got the answers to their questions for sure.
1: Thank you, Abhishek.
0: hi welcome back in this part of the episode i'm going to help you choose between ccba and cbap i'm not going to get into too much of nitty gritties of technical differences between ccba and cbap but i'm going to discuss a few important points which can help you decide between the two ccba and cbap these are two of the most sought after business analysis certifications and these are awarded by international institute of business analysis canada the certifications are awarded to experienced business analysts now the operative word here is experience and not the designation you don't need to have the designation of a business analyst to qualify and become eligible for either of these certifications so if you are performing the business analysis activities you may still qualify to take the exam let's consider a few factors which will help you in choosing between CCBA and CBAP. The first factor to consider is the overall experience because experience is one of the primary eligibility criteria for these certifications. So if you have been performing the business analysis activities for 5 plus years, you qualify for CBAP. However, if your experience is in the range of 3 plus years but less than 5 years, you qualify for CCBA. Now. This is one of the primary considerations which you must have. Because if you don't meet the experience criteria, no matter how much skills you have, you don't qualify for CBAP or CCBA. Second factor to consider is your immediate need or an organizational mandate. So if your organization has mandated that you go for a certification, then you have not, you don't have a choice you have to decide between CCBA or CPAP. At that point in time, it will depend on your experience. How many years of experience do you have? And based on that, you have to go for either CCBA or CPAP. Also in some cases, if you have been working as a business analyst, but you want to have a formal validation of your BA skills so that you can give a little push to your career, then also you have to decide about a particular certification. And in that case again, depending on your current experience level, you can decide whether you qualify for CCBA or CBAP. The final factor which is irrespective of your eligibility and mandate. If you don't have any immediate need and if you can wait, you have to consider the fact that CBAP without doubt is the most respected business analysis certification. So if you don't have an immediate need and you can wait, I suggest you wait till you qualify for CBAP, meaning till the time you have 5 plus years of experience in the business analysis activities. Believe me, it is worth the wait. Also there is no requirement that you need to do CCBA first before you do CBAP. So IABA doesn't have such criteria to go for any level of certification. Just to summarize, if you meet the eligibility criteria and there is no compulsion or urgency, then you must choose CPAP, even if you have to wait. Thanks for listening to this episode. Next week, we'll come back with a few more interesting topics. Thanks again.